I've had the fortune of meeting a lot of you guys at B2B SaaS conferences all around the world. And one of my favorites is coming up in New York City, June 4th to 5th. That is SaaStock East Coast. Now, it's my favorite, and I can say that because I'm getting asked to speak at almost every major SaaS conference because my data set is so large. Nobody has anything like it. And the reason SaaStock is my favorite is because it's the most curated. It's a large group of extremely intelligent individuals. In fact, many CEOs I've had on the show will be at SaaS Stock East Coast on June 4th through 5th in New York, including many you guys have heard of, like Rajit Thomas, CEO and founder of Sprinkler, Daniel, CEO of Greenhouse, and Stacey Bishop, partner at Scale Venture Partners. So I hope to see you guys there. If you decide to come, I will get coffee with you and I can get you guys a great discount, I think, as well. You can check it out at this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash East. SAS, S-A-A-S-T-O-C-K, East. And then use code LATKA-20 to get a 20% discount. That's L-A-T-K-A hyphen two zero. L-A-T-K-A hyphen two zero. And then shoot me a text if you decide to come so we can get coffee, 703-431-2709. I hope to see you guys there. In May 2016, Excel KKR purchased and took private click dimensions. Mike then came in as CEO. He says he wishes he would just start earlier, reflecting every single week to really systematize any learnings or mistakes from that week. Today, they're scaling quickly. Over 3,600 paying customers, about to break 40 million bucks in ARR, growing 36% year over year uh, between 2017 and 2018. 15% logo churn per year assumes essentially a lifetime value of about six years. Healthy LTV to CAC ratio of seven. Spent and payback period less than 12 months there. A team of 190 people based uh, in the U.S. and other remote locations. Company founded in 2010. Again, really playing in the Microsoft ecosystem, helping you know over 600 of these kind of agencies, consultants, people onboard folks onto the system at all. And again, our technology is helping them win those deals, paying a 21% kickback on that. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mike Dickerson. He's the Chief Executive Officer of Click Dimensions, the leading marketing automation solution for Microsoft Dynamics 365. He joined Click Dimensions from PGI, a global provider of web conferencing software and collaboration technology, where he served as Executive Vice President of Strategy and Business Development. In that role, he developed partnerships with some of the biggest players in the technology industry, including Microsoft. Before that, he started PGI's Global Collaborative Services Division, growing it from $86 million to $240 million in revenue and serving as a trusted advisor to some of the most recognized brands all around the globe. Mike, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. Tell us about Click Dimensions. For folks that have not heard of the company, what do you do and how do you make money? Is it pure play SaaS? Uh, It is a pure play SaaS. It's a marketing automation company uh, focused primarily on B2B. The thing that makes it a little bit different is that the company was 
built originally in the Microsoft Dynamics ecosystem, built natively on the Dynamics platform, okay. and ultimately developed a unique distribution system in that, uh, um, in that market, which is um, special because there are about 7,000 MarTech firms out there. And I think one of the key things that the founders of the company did was that they picked a, um, a distribution scheme and a segment of the market that they could really dominate in and, and uh, protected themselves from the vicious comp- uh, competition that was going on in the rest of the MarTech uh, industry. I would agree with you. A lot of people overlook this, but I think the most effective thing you can do in a crowded market is find one channel and monopolize the heck out of it. It sounds like your guys and your folks did that. What year was launched? When did they create this? Uh, it was launched in 2010. Great uh, startup story. A guy who had had one successful uh, small business operating out of his basement had uh, connected with a developer in Tel Aviv, Israel, who was writing code in his parents' apartment. The two guys had never met. They had an idea for a company, and they worked it. And from that, without taking any venture capital, they built it up to uh, a company that, by the time I came in, had you know, 2,800 customers and was doing almost $20 million in run rate revenue. When did you come in? What year? Uh, January 23rd, 2017. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So fairly recently. And what did the, what the company grow at over the past 12 months? Yeah, so we're, we'll do about $40 million this year. We grew 36% uh, last year to just uh, almost $31 million last year. Okay, that's great. So from $31 million to about $41 million in terms of AR this year, where's most of that growth coming from? New customers or expansion revenue? Uh, new customers. Uh, I think that's one of the, the opportunities that excited me about this business was they had a very uh, efficient uh, customer acquisition cost and a, and a really efficient machine to acquire new customers. And the opportunity to sell those customers a second and a third product seemed, um, uh, seemed like a great, uh, great potential. And are you referencing the Dynamics kind of channel for distribution still, or are there other ones you've discovered? We really focus on the Dynamics channel. And if I were to look back at what the real genius of the guys that started this company, they really understood the Microsoft Dynamics uh, channel. Uh, they understood uh, how they made money. They understood how to connect with them. They understood what it was like to live in a business that is dominated by the world's largest software company. And they really connected well on that. Um, and so uh, what we've really taken um, you know, the opportunity to do is to leverage our very effective cost of acquisition and allow us to build out uh, you know, a complete digital marketing portfolio for B2B customers. And we get to do it in a, in a domain where, frankly, we win more than our fair share uh, of customers because of our Dynamics expertise. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're sticking in the, uh, in the Dynamics ecosystem. It was primarily the growth came through new logos, but we've been working on that uh, cross-sell and upsell motion for the last nine months. And Mike, you talk about your effective CAC. What is your CAC today? What are you spending to acquire a new customer? Fully weighted. Um, I'll tell you what our CAC, our LTV to CAC ratio is, because I'd sure. rather not give out our exact numbers, but uh, we're operating at about a 7X, which is um, pretty darn good. Yeah, no, that's great. Now, let me ask you a different question that will kind of help me understand about how aggressive you're being. Uh, how aggressive are you being with payback period? Are you happy to wait 24 months or you want to be 12 months or six months or less? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like standard uh, SaaS businesses to be, uh, you know, under 12 months, 12 months or less, if you can do it, we're a good bit less than that. Um, and, you know, one of the things that's, that's really unique about this um, 
channel model that these guys built uh, that would be very hard to replicate and very, you, you, if you were looking at a business plan that said, hey, I'm going to build a business that has 650 active partners, that's how many partners we've done at least one deal with in the past year, to build that from scratch would seem, you know, intimidating. And if you look at what some does of that the- mean, though, Mike? Sorry, partners. I thought you had one big one, which was which was Dynamics. No, it's the it's the. There are seven thousand Microsoft Dynamics partners who sell Dynamics, install Dynamics, oh, configure it, migrate data, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so those are are essentially our sales force. And of those uh, six hundred and fifty, did at least one deal with us in the last twelve months. Of those six hundred and fifty. 60% of them have 10 consultants or less. So this is a real long tail phenomenon that these guys built up um, and uh, would be hard to replicate. What's the kickback there? Are you paying like 30% of ARR or something like that? How do you incentivize these guys? Yeah, so um, also interesting, normal SaaS um, uh, you know, sort of commissions can range in the Microsoft world, 16 to 20% can range up you know, 40% and higher. Uh, in other places, but the real um, beauty of this model was, let's take a typical deal. Let's say it's uh, um, you know 75 seats of, of Microsoft Dynamics. My numbers may be a little bit off, but that might be $120,000 of Microsoft uh, you know uh, subscriptions, probably $120,000 of implementation fees, and maybe $10,000 of Click Dimension software on which that partner might make you know a 20. 1% margin. So what's the deal? Well, the thing is that 10%, that $10,000 was the fuel accelerant that helped them win that much larger deal, including the $120,000 of services, which is really their main business. So there's no kickback? No, there is a kickback. It's 21%. But the, the point is that 21% of $10,000 is um, pales in comparison to the fact that they actually won a $250,000 deal. I see. Yeah, and they used your feature set to win the deal in the first place. They used the feature set, yes, but more importantly than that, they used our uh, sell with sales motion. So our sales force is expert in marketing automation, digital marketing, and Microsoft Dynamics. Most of the Dynamics partners are really strong in IT and in implementing CRM. They are not marketing people. They couldn't tell you, you know, what SEO is all about. They couldn't tell you about, uh, you know, how to build the effective nurture tracks. So what we do is we are effectively a product sales specialist for uh, SIs that look a lot more like IT SIs. And Mike, is this recurring or is it just on first year contract value? Oh, it's recurring. And that's a big deal for us. We're helping a lot of those. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. Um, as long as the customer stays with us. Yep. And the idea is that, you know, a lot of these guys are struggling with how do they make their, um, their business cloud resilient. And so we spend a lot of time working on how we can help them not only make residual margin on the software of ours that they sell, but how they can build recurring subscription-based managed services around digital marketing. And how sticky is it? Obviously, churn is critical in a SaaS business. What's your guys' churn to date? Yeah, so our churn's about 15%, which is higher than I'd like it to that's be. That's logo or revenue? Uh, that's logo. Per uh, year? Revenue's lower um, on a constrained basis. Um, that's per year? That's, uh, yeah, that's annual. That'd be bad if it was per month. We wouldn't be having this conversation. If it was <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, yeah, and the, uh, for our, our customer range, this is also something that's unique. Normally, you would say, back with your, your thesis in the beginning, 
find a, a segment of the market, focus on it, and drill it. Our focus is customers who use Dynamics. That's the, that's the segmentation dimension. We have customers that range from Fortune 500 firms to small firms with uh, 50 employees. And uh, the differences in churn between the smaller and the bigger are, are significant. If I were to look yep. at our, our, our larger customers, the churn rate is, is on a logo basis is much below 10%. Yep. Yep. And look at a 15% logo churn per year. That means you could kind of back into, this is dangerous to extrapolate like this, but you could back into kind of a six month lifetime value essentially. Well, I would hope six years, but yeah. Sorry. Did I say six months? I meant six years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> six years. All right, good. And still bootstrapped today or have you guys raised? So, um, in 2016, in May of 2016, the company sold to a private equity firm, Excel KKR, that focuses on mid-market uh, uh, SaaS companies and IT-enabled services. So um, that's very different than a venture raise where you're taking in capital for growth. Um, yep. This company has been managed uh, with its own you know, cash, uh, cash flow and bank debt. So it's a very... Um, uh, you know, again, that's a rare story to see a company that that grows at 36% in a SaaS business that's profitable enough to be able to use bank debt to grow. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about bank debt, you're talking the kind of like the Hercules of the world. They'll pile on kind of like this venture debt model, term loans, things like that. Yeah, um, this is classic private equity LBO kind of bank debt. Mm -hmm. It turns out um, we bank with Silicon Valley Bank. There are some folks that focus on, uh, you know, private equity uh, uh, structured uh, SaaS deals. They're usually for companies bigger than our size, but with our growth characteristics and our profitability, we were able to do it. Yeah. I'm just saying with most LBOs, right? I mean, they are looking at physical assets. They're looking at what, what will banks write debt against and things like that. And the SaaS model, you're seeing this new era of kind of financing kick into play. When you look at kind of downstream, you've got the SaaS capitals, the lighter capitals of the world. And then once you're at your size, 30, 40, 50 million, hundred million in ARR, you can go to like a Hercules, a Timia, and they're doing things like, like, or Silicon Valley Bank, and they're actually doing real term loans, you know, first 12 months interest-free, then paying back a fixed rate after that. Is, is the debt you're looking at, it's, is it fixed rate or is it revenue-based financing, a percentage payback of your monthly revenue? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is uh, term-based. It's fixed-based. Yeah. It's, not, it's not receivables-based financing. Got it. Um, but you, you got the drill. The key is that they're looking at those recurring revenues and they look at churn and they look at lifetime value and they look at growth. That's right. No, that's exactly right. Very good. And then you said you had 2,800 customers, right? Well, that's when I started. We have a little, uh, not, we're between 3,600 and 3,700 customers now. Oh, great. Okay. Hopefully we crossed the 3,700 mark. That's great. Yeah. So if you hit 3,600 or 3,700 and you also hit that 40 million in AR mark, I mean, the average customer is paying you what, about a grand a month, something like that? Yeah. A little less than that. I think we're, I think we'll end up this year just under $11,000 in average revenue per account. Yeah, no, that's great. Now, you know what I'm about to do here. You didn't give me the CAC number earlier, but you told me it was a kind of a seven ratio. And if you got a six months, L six year, sorry, LTV multiplied by that $925 per month price point, we kind of back in and assuming you're, you're willing to spend, call it seven or eight grand to acquire these customers on a $70,000 LTV. Is that accurate? Pretty damn close. Where will you spend that money besides incentivizing partners with that 21% fee? Do you do any direct paid stuff or conferences or? Yeah, we do. And, um, but I'll tell you, we put more and more and more, or, you know, the, the bulk into the, into the channel. Um, our sale at the moment really comes and we, and we win a disproportionate amount 
when somebody is in the early process of deciding to go to Microsoft Dynamics. We win a lot more in the front than if somebody's implemented Dynamics and it's you know two years after they've been live and they decide they want to upgrade their marketing automation. Yep. Our win rates aren't quite as high there. So what we're really doing is trying to help uh, our partners drive more new Dynamics um, activity that pulls us along. And so it's a very different model than, say, what a HubSpot or a Marketo uh, or an Acton would do. Yep. Now, did Excel KKR recruit you after they acquired it, or were you already at the firm and you said, I want to jump in that company after you buy it? No, Excel KKR brought me in. Brought you in. And what were you doing before? Uh, I was at a, a, a New York Stock Exchange company that did uh, collaboration that we had just taken private in 2015. So I did one year after uh, being part of the management team that took uh, that company private and then uh, got the chance to go back to really to my roots, which were not only, uh, you know, uh, digital marketing, but in the more of the growth phase, uh, you know, venture capital kind of growth phase. So this has been a lot of fun for me to switch from going with, you know, I had great customers before, like, Bank of America and Citibank and SAP and Apple to now get back to, uh, you know, uh, regular small businesses that are fighting every day to compete with big brands. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's definitely more of a personal dimension and a human dimension to the business that I'm in now. Let's wrap up here quickly. Team size. How many people? Yeah. So we have just under 200 folks, including full-time contractors. Okay. And we operate, we're in, uh, uh, the U.S. in three cities, and we're in uh, The Hague outside of Amsterdam, and we're in Tel Aviv where most of our R&D is, and we opened up an office in Christchurch, New Zealand. We do business in 61 different countries right now. Wow. Very good, Mike. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, I think I would say probably good to great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Satya Nadella. That's it. <laughs> probably I mean, expected for, for, there. Right? And that's one for two reasons. Honestly, I, I love studying CEOs. Spent a lot of time studying Jack Welch's, you know, a lot of different folks. Um, what he's doing, the transformation that he's doing at Microsoft um, makes what Lou Gerstner did at IBM, um, you know, uh, pale in comparison. Well, I, I was going to say what he did at IBM was pretty amazing. So you get the point. Yeah. Favorite online tool. Um, Evernote. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Sleep. Yeah. What's, what's <laughs> that? Uh, I get about, uh, get about seven hours. That's not bad. And what's your situation, Mike? Married, single kiddos? Married with three kids. Three. Wow. You got a full house. And how old are you? Uh, I just turned double nickel. What is that, 50? 55. Oh, very good. All right, take us home here. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? What do I wish my 20-year-old self knew? Um, I think I wish that I knew how powerful it was to take enough time on a regular basis, like weekly, to sit back and um, you know, systematically reflect, what did you learn this week, um, and what are you going to do about it? And you know, more specifically, how to you know, organize that reflection so that you're asking a set of questions and seeing what you learn. The cumulative effect of that is huge. And I wish I'd started doing that 30 years ago. 
In May 2016, Excel KKR purchased and took private click dimensions. Mike then came in as CEO. He says he wishes he would just start earlier, reflecting every single week to really systematize any learnings or mistakes from that week. Today, they're scaling quickly. Over 3,600 paying customers, about to break 40 million bucks in ARR, growing 36% year over year uh, between 2017 and 2018. 15% logo churn per year assumes essentially a lifetime value of about six years. Healthy LTV to CAC ratio of seven. Spent and payback period less than 12 months there. A team of 190 people based uh, in the U.S. and other remote locations. Company founded in 2010. Again, really playing in the Microsoft ecosystem, helping you know over 600 of these kind of agencies, consultants, people onboard folks onto the system at all. And again, our technology is helping them win those deals, paying a 21% kickback on that. Mike, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.